Thank you very much. Okay, so once again, it's the Orgadah Yahu, Rosh HaYeshiva of Torah Vedas. And these were a different Torah that he said in his Yeshiva, later on recorded into his forum. And he has one chalak of his forum, which is on Moadi, which means Yom Tovim. And that's the section we're going to be learning from this morning. A lot of what Rav Gedalia Shor wrote is based on Sifrei Hasidus. The majority of what he wrote is based on Sifrei Hasidus as well. Okay, so this is about the first luchos and the second luchos and the, a comparison that's between them. So in the, in the middle of the front page there where the letter Aleph is, it says, Hadar Goshel Luchos Harvishonos. The level, Darga means Madrega, of the first Luchos. Do we have the, here's photocopies, Dory, over here. Would you mind putting it on the back table there, Dory, by you? That way women can grab when they come in. Thank you. Kasiv, it says in the Torah, V'haluchos ma'asei Elohim heima, v'hamichtav michtav Elohim hu, charus al haluchos. So this is a pasuk. Quote, this is talking about the first luchos, what we're going to call luchos rishonos. And the luchos were the work of Hashem, Masei Elohim, he made them. And the writing was the writing of Elohim, of Hashem, he wrote them. So that means he, he shaped the luchos, and he wrote the letters of the Aseris Hadibros. Charus, al haluchos, charus means engraved onto the tablets. So they were engraved into the tablets, and as we know from our Chachamim, it went all the way through on both sides, and miraculously you could read it from both sides. V'dorshu chazal The Chachamim have a drasha on this word charus, which means engraved. Al-tikri charus elacherus. Don't read this to mean charus, engraved, but rather cherus, which means freedom. Right? Same letters, Ches, Resh, Vav, Saf. So don't say Charus and Grave, say Charus. That's a drusher. They're not changing, obviously, the Pasuk. They're darshaning it. The Chain Amru. And they said, so what is this Charus about? What kind of freedom is this? Charus mi Yetzir Hara, umi Freedom from the Yetzir Hara, freedom from the angel of death. That's what the Jewish people experienced and that's what was given to us at Matan Torah. We became free of the Yetzir Hara and free of the angel of death. As we have learned before, we return to the level of Adam Kodam Hachet, Adam before the sin, at Har Sinai. So we have to understand this because any time you find this type of drasha from our Chachamim, when it says, don't read it like this, read it like that. So it's that format of a drasha. Yesh l'hadrasha shaychus le'etzem pirush ha'pasuk. He says there's a rule here, that the drasha has an actual connection to the original word. So when it says, don't say chorus, say cherus, which means freedom, but the format of the drasha is really hinting to us that there's a connection between these two words, charus and cherus. So we're not saying set aside the first word and come on to the second one. 
What they're really saying is, here's another meaning because these words are connected. Charus and Charus. And he says this concept in the name of the Shlah. So we're not completely setting aside the Pshat level of the Pasuk. There's a connection between the Pshat and the Drasha. So this drasha of being free from the Yetzirahara has a shaykhus and a connection to the simple meaning of being engraved on the tablets. We will explain this by elaborating on what these luchos really were. And now he's going to get into that. Matsinu, we find Sha'amru Khazad Chachamim said, Hanishama Baguf Ka Azkara Bigavilin. The soul in the body is like the Shem Hashem on parchment. The word Azkara here means Shem Hashem. Sometimes you find that. So it says Azkara, which means to mention, but it really means here the Shem Hashem. And Gavil, Gavilin is the same thing as Klaf. Practically speaking, it means parchment. So the Chachamim say, the neshama in the body is like the name of Hashem on parchment. So what does that mean? Ki hakasav neshama. The writing is similar to the soul. Hachius v'hakadusha shel haguf. Which is the very life force and the holiness of the body. V'haluchos v'hakasav so the luchos, the commandments, now we're going to the commandments as opposed to the cloth, the parchment. The commandments and the writing that was on them, the tablets and the writing, were also like body and soul. So he's saying here, when God gave us the luchos rishonos, the writing of the letters on the tablets, on the luchos, that's like the neshama, and the luchos themselves is like the goof. Ukasif, and what does it say by the first luchos? Vahaluchos mase elokim, that these tablets were made by God. God crafted, he shaped the stone. What does that represent? Shagam haguf shel haluchos hayumase elokim. Even the goof aspect of the luchos was made by God. Kior haneshama hayameir to haguf. The light of the nisham, which is the letters on the luchos, it shone completely into the body, meaning into the tablets. V'gam haguf echad im ha so that the body was elevated to be one with the soul, the tablets become one with the writing. V'zehu ha-perush charus al haluchos. So that's the meaning here of the pshat level of the pasuk engraved on the tablets, charus al haluchos, or hakasav, that the light of the letters of the Ten Commandments, meyer toh haluchos, it shone into the tablets, meyver le'ever, from one side to the next. The light of the ksav shone all the way through, belishum chatzitza, without any interruption, 
This was the level of the first luchos, shehaguf v'haneshama hayu ma'ase elokim, that both the body and the soul, which means the luchos and the writing, were both from God. Now he's going to make this parallel between the luchos and us, because what the Orgedayahu is going to say here, one of the profound things he says here, is that the luchos were a replica of us. That whatever they represented and their level, that's where we were at too. So the luchos have a body and a soul, the tablets and the writing. We also have a body and a soul, a gufan and a shama. And the idea here that the, the letters of the tablets shown all the way through, completely illuminated them, that has a direct parallel in us. And that's what he's going to say next. Uklal Yisroa, Ba'oso Maimed, the Jewish people at that great event, Hayu Ba'oso Hadarga, we were also on that level of this very powerful connection between Guf and Neshama. Ki haluchos netnu lefi hadarga shabo amdu klal Yisroel. That's a good line to underline, that's the premise here. That the luchos were given according to the level of the Jewish people. So the level we were at, at Harsinai, when we came back to Odom Kodem Hache, the luchos matched our level. Ukamosha gufa luchos hoya echad just as with the tablets, they became one with the writing, their soul. Kain gufam shel klal Yisrael, so too the body of the Jewish people at Harsinai, nizdakachu, became purely purified. The word is like zach, nizdakachu, they became purified. V'nasu echad im nishmasam, and our bodies and our souls united, they joined now we have this separation between Gufa and Neshama. But at that time, at Harsinai, it was all one. They merged. And so too, we find in the Sifri, this is a drasha in Parshas Ha'azinu, and this is what Rebbe Simoi said, Kol this is now a broad general statement, not specific to what we're talking about. Broad statement. Rabbi Simoi says, all creations of the heaven, all spiritual creations, their soul and their body are spiritual, come from heaven. Of course, that means it's a different kind of body. But they're saying that all spiritual creations, both body and soul, are heavenly. Bechol. However, all brios, next page. Um, did I skip a page? No. The whole brios and all the, the, the continuation there should be all the creations of the earth, they have a body from the earth and their soul is from heaven. That means us. Lefikach osa adam Torah. That does not quite fit together, I'm sorry. Do you have that as the next page when I'm reading it? Okay, okay, fine. Lefikach asa adam Torah v'asa ratzon aviv shabbat Therefore, if a person keeps the Torah and he does the will of Hashem in heaven, harehu kibirio shomala, then we become like heavenly creatures, heavenly creations. Shenemar, as it says, 
הפסוק, אני אמרתי אלוהים אתם ובני עליון כולכם. I said that you are godly and you are children from on high, all of you. So it's possible for a person to reach such a level where kiviyachal, their, their body is from the heavens. And that's what we were like at Harsinai. That's what our goof was like. It was that pure and holy that the neshama and the goof merged like they, like they did with the luchos. Ad Khan. End quote from the Midrash. Hare, shakol hachiluk ben adam lamalach, that the distinction between a person and a malach is, kimalach gufo v'nishma min ha'shamayim. A malach, its body and its soul comes from heaven. V'adam gufo min ha'oretz, where a person, our body is here from the earth. U'be'es matan Torah, but at matan Torah, our body became like a malach. That's how high we were. And the light of our soul illuminated our body completely. To the extent that our guf and our neshama merged which was the exact parallel to the first luchos that God made. Right, so summation. The first luchos, the Torah says, God made the tablets and he also did the writing. The luchos represents the body, the writing represents the, the soul, the neshama. Just like with the first luchos, the letters shone through them and they completely merged, so too... That's how we were. Our body was so lofty that our neshama was shining through it, and that's the parallel between the guf and the neshama and the luchos and the ksav. So everything is consistent at that level, but that's luchos rishonos, right? That's the first luchos. And in a minute, we'll see luchos shnios. Yeah, Regina, please. You said here All spiritual creations refers to malachim. Yeah, which a heavenly, a heavenly body and soul. Yeah. So the word body there, I, I try to just allude to that. The word body there has to be defined because. When we say body, we're talking about this, right? Basar vidan, flesh and blood. That's what, we, that's what we mean by body. But there's an idea of a container and the light that's in the container. That's a body and a soul type of idea. That exists in a spiritual form. So the, the goof of the malach, so to speak, what we would call its body, the container for its life, its body comes from heaven, its life comes from heaven, it's all heavenly. Right? Animals are all earthly, but a person has both. Body from the earth, neshama from shemaim. No, all spiritual creations, right. Mm -hmm. Yes, please, Elka. Sure. Yes. Now, I don't know if it's before, simultaneous, I'm not sure, but when they get to Matan Torah, they're at this level. They're at this level. 
So the luchos are given to them, they and the luchos are equal. Did, did that level, let's say, climax when they got the luchos, and now it's completely the same, and they're gradually working their way up to almost there, then they get the luchos and they're there, or were they already matched? So that precise, I'm not sure. But when they got the luchos, for sure, they were at the same type of level. Yeah, and they, Yes. They understood they were at Naveen. They understood they were in a state of revelation unlike any other, similar to the Madreg of Moshe Rabbeinu, the Mephorshim say. They were at the level of Adam Kodam They would certainly be aware of their Madrega, for sure. So, so, sorry. Please. Yeah. Yes, it's really interesting that you say that because the Slasemis writes in a Mimer in Shavuos that when we received the Torah, it wasn't just that we heard the words, Anochi, Hashem, Elokech, I am Hashem, your God, Elokechem, who took God, Mitzrayim. It was more than that. The meaning of those words was revealed to us. The reality that Hashem, I am your God, that was revealed to us. It's not just that, oh, we, we heard the words. In a prophecy, we perceived the meaning of the words. So God revealed himself, and the revelation of himself was, Anochi Hashem, Elokeim, I'm Hashem, your God, who took God in Mitzrayim, etc. And then he adds to that, and I think this is what you were alluding to, Elka, that we also perceived at that same moment, as part of Matan Torah, the godliness which is inside of us. And that means every person's own individual chalik and Torah and our contribution to the world and how the world really runs on that. The world runs on how Klal Yisroel operates in the world, performs in the world. So we got Hashem's revelation, that what that means to us personally, that Godliness, elokis, within us, and had the role we play, that was all part of the experience of Matan Torah. So that kind of changes it a little bit. It's as mighty as it sounds that we receive these words, these Ten Commandments, and it's prophecy, but I think this even puts it into a different kind of experience. Thank you. Yes, Mira, please. Right. And then Moshe Bain went up to Har Sinai to receive the Luchos and he came down to Shabbat of the Tamas and they were not and he broke at him. the level and they were broken. Right. That's correct. We did not actually get those Luchos. Moshe Rabbeinu did. So the revelation, and then he broke them when he saw the ego. So we didn't get them. But when Moshe received them at Har Sinai, by Moshe and us, that's, that's one. He's our leader. That's a, that's so we got, yeah, he got, 
he got those luchos. When actually during the course of that 40 days the luchos came to him, I don't know. It's somewhere in there. But he did get them, and that means we got them because he's one of us. Moshe Rabbein is one of us. But we did get the revelation of what the luchos mean, you know, the content of the luchos, the actual revelation from Hashem. That we got. That was Maimon Har Sinai. The tablets themselves never made it. Yeah. Dory, please. Correct. Right. It's general terminology. It is confusing. It's general terminology, and it really means their life. Their neshama means their life force, the life that God gives to them. He's calling it a neshama. Because a neshama, you are correct, the Ramchal says this in the Derech Hashem, the neshama is a different spiritual creation than a malach. They're not the same thing. So when he says guf and neshama in the angelic realm, he's talking in general about their ability to contain their light and their light. He's calling that guf and neshama. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll go a little further there. But Gemara Shabbos, Gemara Shabbos says, Omar Rabbi Olazer. Rabbi Olazer says, Bisho'a When the Jewish people said first Nasa and then Nishma, Baskol came out and said, Mi Gila Labanai Who revealed this secret to my children? Hashem said, Bo, that the angels on high say this Nasevanishma type of statement. How do you see that? Steve, it says, Borhu Hashem Alachov, bless Hashem his angels, Gibore Koach Ose Devara, they're powerful, and it says Ose Devara, they do his word, that's first, and then it says, Lishmoa Bekol Devara, and then they hear his words. Same format. Ose Shomea, do here. That's the same idea as Nasevanishma. So what does that mean? Beresha Ose, first they do, Vahodar Lishmoa, and then they hear. Arkan. Inyan Amirasam Naase. What does this mean that the angels, the Malachim, say Naase, we will do? Mora al Hachonas Haguf, La Sos Ritson Habore. That refers to the preparedness of the body. I'm sorry, this is talking about people, excuse me. The preparedness of, bod, of the body to do God's will. Ki Because the word na'aseh, that we said, we shall do, that's a physical thing, that's a body thing. Our body does. So na'aseh, that's our body, na'aseh. V'shagam haguf mucham ledevar Hashem. Zehu dargas hamalachem. That the body as well is prepared to do God's will, and that is an angelic level. Asher kol hametziu shalahem hu shalichusam la'asos ritzon habore. Because the entire mission of a malach is to do God's will. That's all they are. Ube'etzem heim muchanim ledevar Hashem. They are intrinsically prepared to do God's will. They do his word, they understand or hear his word. 
the Shas Matan Torah. This was our level of the Jewish people at Matan Torah, when we got the first Luchos, their body was elevated, they were purified, till their body and souls merged, and they said, So just one way to conceive of this, even though this is beyond us, so we have an idea that we want to do something, we have it in our mind, then we have to carry it through with our body. And we all know there's resistance there, you have to deal with your body. It's not one. Right, here's the mitzvah, that's Ratzon Hashem. Now I have to get myself to do it. I have to get myself to concentrate on doing it. That's the struggle. There's no struggle there. Like straight shot from the neshama to the goof. No resistance. No, no body asserting itself. Hold on a minute, I'm lazy, I'm hungry, I'm tired. There's no goof there. It's just completely pure, transparent. That's how we were at the time of the Luchos Rishonos. When one gets to this level, like at Harsinai, where the soul shines into the body, and the body is so pure, that it becomes one with the soul. Now there's no more death. That's the level of Adam before the sin. There's no death. Because death is only when we have a physical body prone to all of its physical properties. Mortality comes from the fact that we have a physical mortal body. But when the body's life is coming as a direct revelation from the neshama, and there's no interruption, there's no death there. The body is operating on different principles. Body, the body is not ruled by death. Now he's getting back to his original point. The letters were engraved deeply into the tablets. That's the pshat of the pasuk. Which shows that the soul completely penetrates the body. So what does that equal? Cherus, freedom from death. That's how the two words are related, charus and cherus. Altikri charus elocherus. Don't read that charus, engraved, rather cherus, free. Now he'll explain it like we just did. Ki ka'ashir or ha'kasav me'ir tochaguf me'ever le'ever. When the writing shines through the tablets, from one side to the next, with no interruption, no obstacle, which means our neshama shining through our goof with no obstacle. V'lo nishar no barrier. Az ba'im that's what equals freedom. That's true, there's no death, there's no yetzer hara, there's no malacham because the, the, the soul and the body are operating as one. V'kamosheh ba'haluchos ha'yeh hu just as on the luchos, the writing, the ksav, the soul, meir toch haguf, shown into the tablets, came bichla Yisrael az be'es kabolas haluchos, so too with the Jewish people when we got the luchos, hoya meir or ha toch haguf, the light of the neshama went into the body, ad kosnos or, until it became clothing of light instead of clothing of skin. 
Now, he's referring to the Pasuk in Bereshis that says that Hashem gave to Adam and Chava kosnos or, clothing of or with an ayin, which means leather. He gave them nice, soft leather clothing that also refers to our body, which is a clothing of skin. So he's changing the ayin to an olive. Kosnos or. Now that our clothing, our skin, is light. That's how we were then at Matan Torah. Our body and the soul is one. Freedom from the Yetzirahara, freedom from Malach HaMavis. Right, so now before we get, get to some questions, I want to take it right into the Luchos Shnios because that's what's Nogea more to our personal lives. So Hadarga Shol Luchos Shnios, the second tablets, how are they different? Kesiv. Now it says, Moshe Rabbeinu Davin for the Jewish people, Hashem forgives us. He's going to give us the Luchoshniyos, the second one. So he says, Vayomer Hashem el Moshe, Pesol Lecha, Shnei Luchos Avanim. You carve the Luchos. Right, the first Luchos, God carved them. These Luchos, Pesol Lecha, you have to carve them. Korishonim, just like the first one. However, this part is the same. And I will write on the luchos, I meaning Hashem. The words which were on the first luchos which you broke. So the difference between the luchos rishonos and luchos is the luchos rishonos were made by God, the luchos were made by Moshe. The writing was the same in both of them. It was both Kesav Hashem. So that which represents the neshama, the soul, in the luchos, that's the same. Kesav Hashem, Kesav Hashem. That which represents the body is different. Luchos Rishonos, that's God's luchos, where the neshama and the goof merge. Luchos Shniyos, Moshe Rabbeinu carved those. Now that's physical. And now that represents us as well, as he will explain. As we said, the first luchos were from God. Even the tablets themselves. But with the second luchos, it says, you carve it, Moshe. Moshe Rabbeinu. That the luchos were carved by Moshe. Now what that means here, and this is the, that's the line you can underline in this paragraph, is now the goal is to, to make the body able to receive the light of the neshama, to work on the body so it can become a worthy receptacle for the light of the soul. By Luchos Rishonos, it already was. It was. It was at that level. Luchos we have to carve it. We have to carve the body. We have to shape it, refine it, so it can receive the light of the Nishama. V'zehu ikr hachiluk bein haluchos harishonos lahashniyos. This is the primary distinction between the two tablets. Shabarishonos hoyagam haguf maasei elokim lubishniyos kesiv pesolacha. With the first tablets, they were made by God. The second one, made by Moshe. Ki yordu madregasam b'ched ho'egel. 
What happened in between? The Chet Ego. That's a pretty big event that happened in between. So we went down, Yordu, just like we did in Gan Eden when we ate from the Eight Sadas, because those are parallel to each other. So that same pasuk we quoted before, when it says, I have said you are godly, <coughs> and you are children of heaven, the other pasuk says, I have said that you are godly, however, you shall die like men. That means we went down. We went from our heavenly abode, luchos rishonos, kodem achet level to back to mortality, back to achar achet. nigramisa. As a result of the chet of the golden calf, death came back into the world, just like the eight hadas caused death in Ganeda. Shahaguf yorad mi The body went down from its very high station. It's no longer angelic in its nature. V'lochein sholta bohemisa, death came back. V'lochein kefi madregasam nitan lohem haluchos. So now the luchos shenios are also an exact match of us. They're just like we are. Just like the luchos rishonos were us at that high level, the merging of body and the soul, the luchos shenios where you have to shape the body, refine it, perfect it, to receive that light. The Lucho Shneos represents us. It's a mirror image of us. Moshe Rabbeinu made it, and we were given that when he brought, came down with them on Yom Kippur. That's when we got the Lucho Shneos. Shabalucho Shneos Hoyahaguf. Did I skip a line? Yeah, okay. Shabalucho Shneos Hoyahaguf Mino Oretz. The second Luchos, the body, was from the ground, from the earth, the way we recognize people. You have to carve it. So what's our avoda now? What is the pertinent message? To constantly be involved with purifying the body, refining the body. So the body becomes able to receive the light of the soul. That's our avoda. That's our avoda in this world. That's why we're so involved with, in physical reality. Mitzvot are in this world. Torah is in this world. But it's, it's a long process of zikuch, of purity, refinement of the physical world to finally get it to the place where it can hold on to the Orhan Neshamah. That's the Luchos reality. That's our reality. It's been the reality of the world since Matan Torah, and it will be that way all the way up to Mashiach. So it's a lot of work that we have to do. If you add that all up, from 3,000 years ago, from Matan Torah, over 3,000 years ago to now, we've been purifying, refining, working on the goof for over 3,000 years as, as a people. That's a big avoda that we have to do. Yeah, Regina, please. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of both. It's a little bit of both. Now that ties into the Sirah Sa'omer period, which we're in right now. 
we, we, day by day, we got a little higher. So on Pesach, many Sforim write this idea, that on Pesach night, what we got when we left Mitzrayim was an out-and-out gift from Hashem. He pulled aside Mitzrayim with his outstretched arm. Himamish reached in there, the Balatanya says, and yanked us out. He says, Roa Anatuya, outstretched arm, that that's what that means. You have an image in your mind, that, like you have someone sinking in quicksand, so someone goes in and you know, pulls them out. That's what Hashem did for us in Mitzrayim. So we didn't earn that. That was a gift. Sfirah Omer, um, one, one more thing, and then that revelation was taken away. After the first night of Pesach, it's taken away. All, all through the course of Sirah Sa'omer, we are day by day working our way up to that next revelation, which is at Har Sinai. So it's part of our work as well. So it really is a combination of both. Yeah, please, Meira. Which part? Okay, very much so. It doesn't seem, uh, you know, like even just count the things. You don't see it. Yeah, you don't see anything, right. really. Right, you know? right. We have to train ourselves to see this. So here's, here it is. Right. Mom is right in front of us. You got in your car this morning, physical car, runs on gasoline. It's a piece of metal and glass. You get in the car with your physical body. You drive yourself to a shear to, to learn Torah. That is purifying physical reality. Because mm-hmm. that whole thing is part of Masa HaMitzvah. Mm-hmm. That whole process yeah. is part of Masa HaMitzvah. Everything we did is refined. Mm-hmm. It's for the sake of going to study Torah. You're in your kitchen, right? You're kneading collar. Maybe you put it in the bread machine or whatever it is, right? But nonetheless, however you do it, right? So you're making dough and you're putting things in the oven. Mm-hmm. That's, that's physical activity. That's purifying the physical world because for the sake of feeding your family, people will be healthy and serve a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Like we're mamish in it. We're in the physical world. You take a coin and drop it into a pushka. Right? That act brings more zikuch, more purification of the physical world. We're doing it all the time, but we can't see it. So we're here in the physical world. Every act we do which is related to Avodah Hashem or if it's a preparation for Avodah Hashem, like driving to a shir, walking to shul, it's a hachana. It all becomes part of the same, of the same mitzius of serving God, and it furthers the refinement of our physical selves. When we say those words, uh, we'll say for today, Hayom Arbo'av Arbo'im Yom, Hashem Shisha Shavuaz, Shnei Yamim La'omer, just by saying those words, we actually refined our physical being. Because it's a mitzvah to say it. That's, that's what we're doing. And we have to have, we have to kind of train ourselves to have that perspective. So it's not drudgery. It's really injecting uh, purity, kedusha and tahara into the chumriistic world. Yeah. yeah, please, Dory. Did it go out to the whole world like that and then everything fell again? Or did I not? 
It doesn't, it's a very interesting question. I had not, never thought of that. What was the impact on the rest of the world? Because it doesn't seem like it. It doesn't seem like the rest of the world um, was lifted, certainly in a revealed way. Right? So maybe in a more hidden way. It's almost impossible to think that it didn't have an impact on the rest of the world. It has to, like, because we're living in the world, we're here. So perhaps, I'm just going to suggest this, I have to, have to think it through a little more, that the Jewish people experienced that in a revealed way at Matan Torah. It was wide open. Hashem tore open the Shiva Rakim, we saw. The rest of the world perhaps experienced something, but in a hidden way. That's just my first thought on it, but it needs to be developed. Right, right. So I, I'm, and I'm not sure what that means. It's a little similar to the idea that when Kriyas Yamsu split, that all the water in the world split. So does it mean like so someone you know back in a different country was drinking a cup of water and like zoop, you know, <laughs> like happened to us at Kriyas Yamsu, or is that was that for us an open miracle and for them it was happening on a spiritual plane? I'm more inclined to say that. But that needs a little, little more iyun. Sorry, iyun. Yeah, Debbie, please. By the luchos? Yeah. No, because. Uh, writing yeah. And yeah, there was so writing. The writing was Hebrew letters automatically. I mean, it's us, right? Yeah, there's a question about that, but there cons- it was considered that it was Ksavashuris, what we call Ksavashuris, the, the same letters that a Sefer Torah was, is written with. That was the Ksav of the, the luchos. There is some discussion about this, yeah. but that's the primary opinion that it was Ksavashuris as we know it. Yeah, language so Hebrew. If there's on the internet something where it's there's a uh, my brain tends to open it up. The first language. Sanskrit they call it the first language. Yeah, there's a, there's a language called Sanskrit. It's like a very ancient yeah. um, type of writing. Before, you know, right. So we would disagree with that okay. because yeah, we say that. Yeah. Yeah, because we say that Adam and Chava spoke Lashon HaKodesh, you know, and all other languages came from Lashon HaKodesh, right? That would be our perspective on it. But they do have these tablets, these Sanskrit tablets, which are many, many thousands of years old. In, in the outside world, they consider that, to my knowledge, to be the, the, the oldest uh, Ksav. But we would say it was Lashon HaKodesh for sure. Yes, they did. Yeah. When you say the absence of no, stone, what do you mean? In other words, you have a block, mm-hmm. and then, whole, then there's you know, the airy area makes it into letters. 
There's, the letters are the air in the stone. Yes. Right, okay. And the right. second one mm -hmm. was letters put onto a stone. I see. No, I had not seen that. I had not seen that. That really the right. Sav... Right. you're saying it, this is what's yeah. I didn't see that. Mm -hmm. To my knowledge, the Ksav went through in, in both. Right. Okay. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To the best of my knowledge, yeah. Yeah, please, Arthur. So, if they didn't have gates of Horus at the time, mm -hmm. why did they want to? The Ketoego. Right, so the same thing as with Gan Eden, it was outside of them. Right. So, it wasn't the Yetzir was gone from the world. That's already a Mashiach thing. There's no more Yetzirah, period. But it, we were free from it. It was no longer coming from within the Yetzirah, but it was a force on the outside, like the Nochash was in Gan Eden. There was a power of Ra in the world in Gan Eden. It was called the Nochash. It wasn't inside of us. It was outside. As a result of the eating from the Yetzirah, we internalized that. So same thing here. We finally got all of that tuma out of us at, at Matan Torah. That's called by the Chachamim Paska Zuhamasa. The Zuhama, which means the tuma stopped. It was completely expelled. So now it's out there, like it was before the Chet, but still there in the world. And as a result of that, one more time, we unfortunately made a, a serious mistake at an Avera. And when we did that, we once again internalized it, just like happened in Gan Eden. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> almost had it. Yes, please, I think we can take one more. Yeah, Regina, please. Huh? Yes. Yes. That's interesting. Let me just comment on that for a minute, Regina. So that statement, the first teaching that you said, is, is mentioned by the Balatanya, uh -huh. that he says when Odom named the animals in Gan Eden, that that's what he did. He saw the essence yeah. of the creature. He saw into its essence, and that was its name. Right. And the other thing is, uh, it says that the, to the world would not stand except for the learning of Torah. Mm -hmm. So, what about before, before. people were learning, or if right. they were learning not in commanded ways before we got the Torah? Right. Does that count? It does count. There's still Torah before Matan Torah. That's like the Chazal, that the Avos kept Torah. Even before Torah was given, they were not commanded, but it's still in the world. It's still present because the world was created with, by, by means of the Torah. Hashem looked in, to, in the Torah, Istako Baraisa. What's that? It was in the world. Yeah, they had Navuah, right? Avram Avinu had Navuah. He created the world. Yeah. That. It's that. The Torah was first. The Torah preceded creation, so to speak. A couple of things did. So did Truva, but Torah was one of them. So the world was created based on that higher form of Torah, and God made it a world. 
So the world corresponds exactly to the Torah. Then, in that physical world that God had made it based on the Torah, Hashem then reveals the Torah to it. That's Matan Torah. So God is revealing to us, who are standing at Har Sinai, the very source of our own lives and of the whole, and of the whole world. He's opening up the Shiva Rakim and we see it. So it's a revelation of Torah. He's revealing to us that which is at the essence of creation. That's my Torah. That's like the Sisemus was saying. It's more than he said, Anochi Hashem It's that he revealed that to us and we saw it. Kayashir Koach. Right, just a, a, a moment about some, some dates because I want to let you know what's coming up here. Well, we know that Matan Torah is coming up. Shame, right? So I think we hopefully will have been a little bit more pre- prepared. All right, so next Thursday is Shavuos. Right, so we don't have Shear, right? We have the big Shear next week, Matan Torah. The Thursday after that, which is June 12th, thanks a lot, Gail. I'm going to be out of town. Right, so, so no shear then.